0: welcome if you're returning thank you sis thank you so much for your support your love and if you're new sis welcome to the sisterhood welcome welcome, this is exciting hunter can we give them yes Welcome to the community. Welcome to our sisterhood. We're so happy that you're here. If you don't know much about us, number one, we want to let you know what our mission is. Our mission is to cultivate women of all nations by presenting God's purpose, vision, and power through accountability and sisterhood.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, you're probably wondering, what is a God sister? Well,
1: we'll tell you, sis.
0: I got the answer. <laughs> a god sister is a woman on a mission. To discover and cultivate her identity in Christ Jesus, she is determined to unleash her best self by fully developing herself spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. So, sis, if that's you, you're in the right place. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm Arielle, and we have my god sister here, Hunter. And today we have a really, really exciting Topic like whoa, this mm-hmm. is gonna get deep. So make sure you got out your journals. Oh, but wait, we got something That's special.
1: Right.
0: Yes, you should have already downloaded our brand new workbook. Mm-hmm. So this new workbook is filled like when I say filled with good content. For you to go on a journey with Jesus to get to know him better, but to also follow along with this podcast. So you have the reflection section where you can write down, you know, we have a couple questions and then you just write down your thoughts. We have a bomb droppers note section, so you can write anything you want there. We have your favorite quote section. So if there's any favorite quotes that you have on this podcast and every episode that you watch from this season, make sure you put them there and also share them on social media. And then, most importantly, you also have a prayer sheet. So there's tons of other things as well in this workbook for those of you that have not already downloaded But it's really just to help you cultivate that relationship. Like we said, our purpose is to cultivate women of all nations by Mm -hmm. presenting God's purpose, vision, and power. So we're presenting this resource to help you to develop your relationship in Christ. And so that you could become your best self and develop yourself spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Yes. That's what it's all about. So while you can, grab this workbook for $5.99. It is only $5.99 right now. And we want you to grab it up, tell your friends, share it, whatever you got to do. Let them know that this price is literally a bomb jumper. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Drops bar. Only for a limited time, guys.
0: Yes, it's only for a limited time. But we created it because this series is going to be explosive. It's going to be so good. And we want to make sure that we give you guys kind of like a space to reflect and just something. We want to also give you some substance and something to do when you're not listening to the podcast, Mm -hmm. but also while you're listening to the podcast, you can write down some things and keep track. But also when you're having your alone time, it just gives you something to do and it helps you to keep your mind stayed on God and to really apply this. Cause Hunter, you were saying like, you know, we have a lot of women that say, Oh, this was my favorite podcast or I really love this, what you said in the podcast, but we want to know how are you applying it. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. So that's why we created this workbook. Right now it's 5 dollars Make sure you grab that link in the bio shop section and it's all yours. Now, on to this series. This series is called Jesus and the Seven Iams. I
1: Ams. I'm so excited about that.
0: Woo! <laughs> We're super, super excited. Um, We've done so much studying. We've done some praying and some fasting. (laughs) And we're excited to get this out to you.
1: Hunter, I'm going to let you go ahead and get them caught up on what this series is going to be about. So... I don't know necessarily if you've already heard of the seven ams but the seven ams are located in the gospel of John, and it is essentially to declare statements of who Jesus is. These are all statements that Jesus said that he was. And throughout the scripture and in this specific gospel, he revealed it slowly and surely to everyone that he talked about, but he also knew that this would one day be written for all of us to get to know him. Yeah. So if you are looking to understand the character of God, this is a perfect place to start, especially If you're just learning like how you are in Christ or your identity in Christ, you're able to really understand Jesus in this capacity by going through the seven IMs. So it makes it a little easier to even break down the gospel of John because it sectors it out in Jesus revealing who he is. Yeah. And it's
0: so much easier to serve God when you know him. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to love God when you understand who he is and you understand his character. And that's why it's so important, number one, for you to read the word of God. And that's why we have our previous podcast series where we basically spoke on the word of God, understanding the word of God. It was speaking the word of God, obeying the word of God, applying it, and then trust in the entire process. So basically like imp- applying all of those steps in throughout your journey. So now we're transitioning into diving into the word of God, understanding it, like if Jesus is the word, which we spoke on Mm -hmm. in those previous episodes, if he's the word according to John 1, um, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word is God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So now we know that Jesus is the word of God. So it's so important for us to understand who Jesus is, understand his character and what he did while on earth so that we can not only learn from it and take pieces and bits from it, but also we can mirror that same character
1: that is a really really great way to start yes. <laughs> for sure I think especially like understanding that Jesus is the word but with Jesus also being the word he always gives us some sort of illustration before he reveals himself like Jesus teaches in many forms you know how people learn visually they learn audibly and um what's the other one <clears throat> people have different learning styles and Jesus makes sure to always give it to you straight, but in the way that you can understand it. That's why he spoke in parables. He gave illustrations and he just straight up told you like it was. And so with this specific, I am, And a couple of others, as we're going to talk about in the upcoming weeks, Jesus gave an illustration of how he was the bread of life. So that Mm -hmm. is what we're going to talk about today. So before we even got to that, I'm going to give you a little bit of the backstory of what was taking place right now. So, okay, boom, (laughs) let's set the stage. You know, Chicago people be like, okay, boom. So here's what it is. So yeah, Jesus walks up on the scene. People are following Jesus because they heard about the miracles that he was going to, that he was performing. They saw them. So they were like, oh man, there's this man named Jesus. Let's go see what he's about. Mm-hmm. Right. But Jesus already peeped the hearts of the people. Right. right. So he was like, I know they're not coming over here because they truly believe in me, but they saw the good things that I've done. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be here, but it's okay. I'm not blessing these people based on their beliefs. I'm going to basically, this is the part where we talk about raining on the just and the unjust, how God will bless you sometimes. Yeah regardless of your heart's posture. But he didn't do it based on that. He did it to show them that he was God. Mm -hmm. As these people were coming to listen to Jesus and they were hungry, the disciples were like, yo, Jesus, these people are hungry. So Jesus said, okay, have everybody sit down. And we all kind of, know the general story of how he took the five loaves and two fish from someone that was there in the crowd, and he multiplied it, lifted it up to the heavens, prayed, multiplied the five loaves and the two fish, and the people were amazed, on top of which they had (laughs) leftovers. So, everyone was able to eat, they were satisfied, they were full, and they were like, oh my God. The scripture even says that their people had planned to capture him. And I don't know what their obsession was. (laughs) Like, it's a couple of times in the scriptures where the people were like, okay, we got to take Jesus captive. Like this guy was really going to happen. Right. He ain't going to let you take him, bruh. (laughs) He said, I give up my life. So he's not going to just be like, all right, come here, capture me. You know, he gives up his life. We have no authority to do that. Anyway, So Jesus presented himself as the bread giver. He presented himself as the bread of life Mm -hmm. before even getting to the part of saying, I am the bread of life. So after he performed these miracles, he sent the disciples over towards Capernaum for him to meet them there. But he met them in the middle of the sea. So no one ever knew that Jesus really left. So when the next day rolled around, they were like, oh, snap, let's go figure out where (laughs) Jesus is at because he just left. He gave us this bread. We need him. Mm -hmm. So they find themselves a boat and then they travel also to, towards Capernaum to find Jesus. So they finally get a hold of Jesus and they're like, Jesus, where you go? And he said, well, you didn't <laughs> seek me because basically because of me, but right. because of the good, the, the good works that I just did. Mm-hmm. And basically you think that by you working and and coming Seeking across the sea, him and, yeah. you thought that I was just going to be like, all right good job because you traveled all the way over here (laughs) with the wrong heart posture let me go ahead and bless you again Mm -hmm. like you completely missed the purpose of be even blessing you with this bread and fish like I was showing you who I was and you're Mm -hmm. like okay we need him around because we need him to do this again and then and so he first addressed the heart posture of the people there but then he was saying that if you really and of course I'm paraphrasing guys so I'm just telling this in my (laughs) own way so definitely read and that's also a part of our workbook is a place for you to follow along with the reading plan so we assume that right now that you're reading and you're doing all this stuff so just bear with us John 6 so as he's telling them um, you didn't come over here because of who I am you came over here because of what I did Yeah. he was also explaining to them that they should be seeking the bread eternal Mm -hmm. and they were like okay well how do we do that and he was telling them that if they believe on the son of man you would have everlasting bread they would have the bread of eternal life and they would be sealed in heaven and they were like okay well show us a sign and make us believe unto you that you know you are this eternal bread or this eternal life because obviously he was talking about himself really? now if I was Jesus I would have been very upset because I'm walk like away. are you serious bro? I would walk away. <laughs> Like, are you serious? I just multiplied five loaves of two fish. You came all the way across the sea and you still need me (laughs) to prove to you that I am the bread of life. Crazy. And I already set it up nicely. I gave you a nice illustration. I showed you in person and you came over here expecting more so that I can prove to you that you need to believe in me.
0: Now, how many times do we do that in our own lives?
1: I'm telling you. (laughs) Like, I was really checked by this. It was something so crazy that I started doing like as I've been reading John I've been, instead of comparing myself to Jesus and being like, Jesus, am I more like you? I've been like, Jesus, have I acted like this with your encounters with these people? And I tell y'all, I've been every single last one of these people (laughs) that Jesus has come in contact with. I was like, God, I'm ashamed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a little ashamed there. A lot of ashamed, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, he sets it up really nicely. I think that's why it's so important, too, for us to look at what was going on around them. Yeah. um, During, like, when you read specific part of the Bible as we were talking about even in our previous podcast about
0: context is everything
1: yes context is everything so you get to see the full picture there's always some sort of teaching and illustration connected to what Jesus is saying so he's not just making lofty statements out of nowhere you're Mm -hmm. like okay let me go back and look at what happened before this and how people should have really grasped the concept and how they probably missed it
0: yeah 100% it seems like they always do (laughs) <laughs> they yes. always do because it's like you are searching after me to get more food, but you mm-hmm. don't even understand that the point of me showing you that was to let you know that I am the food you need for eternity. Yes. And I, I think it's interesting because, you know... um I'm pretty sure most of those people were farmers, because in Mm -hmm. that time, there were a lot of farmers, a lot of fishermen. Mm -hmm. That's
1: a good point. So, the fact
0: that Jesus just gave them free food that Mm -hmm. they didn't have to fish for, they didn't have to harvest, cultivate, sow, reap, all that. Mm -hmm. They got this stuff for free, and it was multiplied, and probably, like you said, Mm -hmm. have leftovers. So, how similar does that sound or how familiar does mm-hmm. that sound where you want the result but you don't want to actually have the relationship with God you don't yeah. actually want to understand what he's saying to you you just want him to give you what you need it's like you go into prayer and you beg and you plead for all of this stuff right. but you don't take time to really sit and listen to what God is saying and what he's trying to teach you so it's like you go through a dry season and you're like God I need X, Y, and Z. Mm. But it's not God. What are you trying to teach me through this? Ooh. How are you speaking to me in this dry season? Yes. And so we're going to go, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the scriptures as well. But this reminds me of the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, in the scriptures, Jesus treated them. Verse, chapter 6, verse 49. He said, your ba- your fathers ate bread in the wilderness and are dead. With tea at the right. end. Dead. Okay. <laughs> they didn't literally have a T at the end. I'm being dramatic. But... When I think of the wilderness, I think of like a dry season, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a dry period, a desperate season. Like how many of us have these dry seasons or these times where we are not our best selves or we're needing something from God or we're praying for something that we're not receiving in our own timing and we become desperate and we become, you know, we, we begin to strategize and trying to figure out all these different ways and we come up with good ideas, but they're not God ideas. Mm -hmm. And it's like how many times do we begin to depend on the bread of this world Mm -hmm. that fades and we begin to feast on our worldly desires, but we don't actually sit before God and say, wait, what am I supposed to learn from this season? So many of us like to go around. We Mm -hmm. like to go around, you know, the season instead of actually soaking it up so that you can produce a testimony. But The Bible says that the the children of Israel ate the bread in the wilderness and they're now dead. So what Mm. bread are you feasting on? Is it the bread of this world? Right. Or is it the bread of life that lasts for eternity? Mm. And so it's like even the children of Israel you know, they simply wanted the blessings from God, but they didn't want the relationship because the entire right. time they were complaining. Hunter and I discussed this before, and mm-hmm. we said how the children of Israel were only supposed to eat that bread, that manna that came from heaven for 11 days, mm-hmm. and that 11 days turned into 40 years. 40 years. How many times are you sending prayer, begging God for stuff, when he's trying to get you to focus your attention on something else so you can get out of that season, but you're too busy focused on what you're focused on, so now that 11 that 11-day period that God had for you to struggle has become 40, 40 days, years. 40 months, 40 years. Jesus. <laughs> Lord
1: have mercy. Well, Hunter, I'm to let you finish. <laughs> That's right. And it, that reminds me of this scripture here when he was in the conversation with those men who came all the way across the sea. Mm-hmm. He said to them what shall we do that we might the pe- well the people said to Jesus what shall we do that we might work the works of God mm. so all they cared about was receiving more so mm-hmm. they were like more God more God more God I want more God but I want more of what you can give me not more of you yeah. like, I don't want necessarily all of, of what you have to bring that's just like someone constantly giving you gifts and you don't call them you don't have a relationship with them but you're like okay but my birthday rolling around you got something for me and it's like I don't even have a relationship with you are you expecting all of this stuff with me? Like, mm. who do you think I am? Jesus is offended. I know he is. Know because he is. later in the scripture, verse 29, he says,
0: This is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. Right. So this work was done for you to believe in the bread of life. And mm-hmm. you over here asking, How can you work the works? Right. You can't work the work. Right. <laughs> you can't work the work. Right. This work was done so that you can believe in him who God sent. Mm, mm, mm. now verse 27 says do not labor for the food which perishes but for the food which endures to everlasting life which the son of man will give you because god the father has set his seal on him Mm -hmm. that is a powerful statement do not labor for the food which perishes now, you mean to tell me these people travel far to Capernaum to go find Jesus for the food that perishes, but they didn't go far and travel to Jesus for the food that lasts for, for an right, eternity. Exactly. You're are y'all
1: crazy? All that labor, all that physical labor. <laughs> you tra- And we talk about seas, y'all. We are not talking about like, oh, he just went across the lake. He went across the riverside. <laughs> they crossed the sea to go find Jesus, only to still miss the point. Yeah. And I want to speak to those who are in ministry right now, mm-hmm. because just because you have a ministry or just because you are in a position of power does not mean that you are sitting at the feet of Jesus to truly understand what he wants you to get from that ministry, even for yourself. Just because you're doing the work of God does not mean that you are laboring your way into the kingdom of heaven. Mm. You have to labor your way into God's heart and allow him to manifest in yours and cultivate the fruits of the spirit throughout your life so that you can be the ambassador. But you are not a replacement. Where your works is is not a replacement for your relationship with Christ. And I encourage anyone who is in a ministry if even in your regular life, if you're just serving the church or serving people or if you feel like, okay, I'm going to feed a homeless person or if I'm going to go do this good deed, that's not you laboring your way into heaven. You don't good, do good works to become saved. You do good works because you're saved. And, yeah. I, and the same with these men. They thought that just because I'm crossing the sea, I'm going to be so impressive to God that he's going to give me more. And that is not true. So do not be confused or dismayed that just because you're doing more doesn't mean that it means more to Jesus Mm,
0: that's good and just as Jesus came to do the work so that God could be glorified that's why he's now sending us he says this work of this is the work of God that you may believe in him so we do the work of God so that y'all may believe in him and Mm -hmm. then y'all do the work so that other people can believe in him so it's never about us doing work so that we can be acceptable or accepted by God so Hunter that's a really really good point Um, let's go ahead and read this for them. Let's give them the entire context of what Jesus said about how he is the bread of life. So John six, verse 51, it says, I am, I am the living bread, which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the world. The Jews then therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life, in you, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, has eternal life. I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is food indeed, and my blood Blood is drink indeed. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the Father, as the living Father sent me, and and I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me.
1: What that sound like, y'all? Communion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely communion. Definitely communion. And that is why we take communion as a reminder of what Jesus had done for us. That. He rose. He he came on earth. He dwelled. You know, the, the Bible says the the, um, the word of God came and dwelled in flesh. He came on earth. He was born, but then he also died in flesh and then he rose. And so we're just so grateful to God that we're now able to take communion with a reminder that God wants a relationship with us. He doesn't want us to be to, to be full of rituals and religion, that he actually wants a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And that's the the special part and the and the the precious part about Christianity and having a relationship with Christ is that it's a relationship. Yeah, I can't say the same for Allah. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same for Buddha. Nope. I can't say the same for the universe. Mm-hmm. I can't say the same because my God speaks to me. He's relational. He came on Earth as an example. Can you say that other gods have came on Earth? A God came on Earth in flesh and dwelled on Earth with man humbled himself, rode on a donkey in humility, allowed himself to be crucified and killed Allowed. Keyword, allowed Allowed. because he could have sent a legion of angels to come swoop him up and kill all the men around him that tried him. But no, he allowed himself to be on the cross. He allowed himself to suffer. If you understand the crucifixion of Christ, the way that he died, it was hard for him to breathe. He was thirsty. There were so many things going on. He was whipped. He was lashed. He was stoned. He was beaten but he he endured for us. And so now we have this precious reminder that Jesus loves us. And we have this precious reminder that we are now able to accept him and have salvation and have the bread of eternal life through Christ Jesus, through his body, which was bruised and beaten for us, that we may be saved and that we may endure until the end.
1: That's so beautiful. I love the way that you just put that. And I encourage everyone, too, that if you are looking for God in your life, search just what he's doing today, like Mm -hmm. in every day to day, everything that God does, he wants to get glory from. And he wants to always he's always looking to restore relationship and always bring us back to him. And that was what the entire Old Testament was and even into the New Testament. Old Bible, you show it shows that how God. Try to continuously restore relationship with us after the fall of Adam and even unto him coming back to us in the second return of Jesus. Mm. And so just look at the every day to day, like what good has happened? What bad has happened? How was God trying to get my attention and restore relationship?
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love that because... As we continue on in this podcast and the different 7IMs, we'll see that Jesus was trying to get their attention. Mm-hmm. He was trying to show them something or teach them something. There was always a significance to what he said or what he was doing. So we're just so excited to yeah. take you all on this journey with us as we go through the 7 Is as, as we learn more about Jesus. And also, we're so excited for you to have that workbook that you're able to do your own studying. You're able to go through the scriptures with us. You're able to write down your thoughts and just keep track of that. So I'm pretty sure some of you have some favorite quotes by now <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you wrote, that you've wrote that written down. Make sure you post those on social media. Yes. Post them on Instagram, Facebook, tag us at Official God Sisters so that we can see what you're taking from this podcast. And we also want to repost them so that it can minister to other women as well.
1: Absolutely. So on top of everything, as we're going through the seven IMs, we are going to be doing challenges. We're going to be tasking. You all and ourselves with some things (laughs) that we're gonna do to really allow this to set in into our lives and apply every seven I am. Yeah. So for this one, we are going to do the best thing that any Christian can ever do in (laughs) life because we all just love this word, right? We're going on a fast. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your faces. (laughs) No, but seriously, we're going to fast for 24 hours. Now, we are not mandating that you do it on a specific day. But for 24 hours, you will only drink water and tea. You have the option of tea. With no honey. With no honey or sugar. Yes. So only tea and water. But... As the scripture says... I forgot this address. Do you have it? It's okay. Okay.
0: Um, But make sure before you fast that you detox your body beforehand and you kind of prepare yourself for this fast. So some of you may be new to fasting and probably never fast without food for a day. Number one, if you have health issues, please do not do this. Consult your doctor first and then proceed. Do not take our advice Mm -hmm. on fasting without food if you have health issues. Now... Um, for those of you that don't, if that does not apply to you and you have not fasted before, it's important for you to understand that your body is going to go through a change for one day. It's going to feel different. It may not feel good. But understanding that we do not live on bread alone, but we live on every word of God. Mm-hmm. And we live by the presence of God and the Holy Spirit who's able to sustain us. So making sure that you detox your body. And one way that you can do that is the week before, just start eating a little light. Um, or a couple days before just try to eat a little lighter not as not not a lot of heavy portions not a lot of you know heavy meat and stuff just try to eat a little bit lighter than usual and then the like two days before drink a lot of water with lemon cucumbers if you have some ginger but the most important key is lemon because that's going to help you to detox your body and flush out some things now if you don't do that and you jump into this fast without preparing your body
1: Sis. Good luck. <laughs> Those are just some tips. I mean, if you don't have to, but we suggest to highly recommend.
0: Yes, we suggest and highly recommend. Now. It's very important to understand that when you're fasting, you consecrate yourself from the world. So you want to stay off of social media this day. You want to stay away from hanging out and going outside and doing all of those things. It doesn't mean you can't go outside, but you don't want to go out and hang with your friends and like you having a ton of fun that day. You want to make sure you're consecrating yourself before God, because when we think about fasting in the Bible, Jesus went away for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, Jesus didn't have no food for 40 days and 40 nights. You only doing one day. Okay. And then we see um, different examples in the Bible of fasting. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 that it's good for us when we fast to anoint our head and wash our faces so that we don't appear to be fasting in the presence of men. Now, what does that mean? Number one, when he says wash your face, like don't go around looking all gloom and doom like you just so sad and so hungry. You don't want like your friends and your family members to know that you're fasting. This is something that you want to keep to yourself because the Bible tells us that when we go around like, oh, I'm fasting today and you know, I can't have any of that. I'm fasting, you know, I'm trying to consecrate myself for the Lord. Now you've gotten your reward and your reward Mm -hmm. is for man to know what you're doing. God is not pleased by that. God is pleased by you fasting and praying in secret where man does not know what's going on because it's unto the Lord and it's not about showing off your good works. So That's what he means when he says to wash your face so that you're not looking all sad and, you know, raggedy and things like that. Keep up with yourself, but also to anoint your head. I think that's so important when you're fasting. Make sure that you anoint yourself with oil, with holy oil. If you don't have any holy oil from your parents or not your parents. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. If you don't have any holy oil from your pastor, make sure that you get some olive oil and pray over it for yourself. It's okay to do that. Like, you too have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you're able to pray in faith that God anoints the oil so that you can be sustained that day and that he can give you the strength to proceed in that fast. Next, it's so important to make sure you are praying consistently and you are reading God's word. Um, If you wanna stick to a specific topic, if you wanna read about the bread of life or whatever it is, just make sure that you're doing that so that you're filling your mind with God's word. As you're fasting, you're not watching, you know, TV shows and Netflix and stuff and you're not filling yourself with the things of the world. You're not listening to secular music and things like that. You're filling your ears with when you're filling your ears with the gospel and you're cleaning your temple, you're cleansing your temple and separating yourself and consecrating yourself before the Lord. So those are just some really good tips for fasting and it help you to get through this process. All right. Well, that's all we got. So again, um, we want to see what you put in your workbook. Uh, take a picture. Show us. Let us know if you haven't already downloaded the workbook. Go to the link in our bio and go to the
1: shop section. All right. Okay. All right. Let's pray this out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so so much for revealing yourself to us as the bread of life. God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for this podcast. We thank you so much for your word, God. We thank you so much for the women everywhere that are under the sounds of our voices, Father God, that they may come to the knowledge, truth, and relationship restoration of Jesus Christ being their Lord and Savior. God, we thank you so so much for dying on the cross for us. And Lord, we just thank you right now, and we ask that you just come into our hearts, Father God, and take over, Father. God. Cultivate us through the study. Cultivate us through the workbooks or any of the scriptures that we read and allow us to apply it easily and effectively in our lives, God. We bind the enemy. We bind any hand of destruction, any distraction that may try to come our way or to take or steal this word out of our hearts, Father God. Allow us to be good for the um, fermenting of our souls, Lord Jesus. So Lord, we love you. We lift you up in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next Wednesday on the God Sisters podcast for episode two of the Jesus Seven I Ams. Bye.